Welcome to the Spilt Podcast. I'm Charlene. And I'm Tanya. We confess we are spillers. Not in the way that you may think, but it is likely you are one too. So if you've ever believed you are less than, invisible, or made to doubt yourself, we're glad you're here. We have been there, and in some respects, we're still there, because life is a journey. We are not doctors, therapists, or life coaches, but our collective life experience has taught us a thing or two. It is not a mistake that our paths are colliding today. So let's dig in, dig deep, and talk about why we spill. Welcome back, spillers. This is episode 11. Wow. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our episode last week. So just a recap, we went through and unpacked expectations, which we thought was the perfect segue into today's topic, which is boundaries. And before we get started, let's go highlight some of our challenges and triumphs for the week and I'm gonna say if I, I had to think about this if I'm really being honest with myself that my challenges are slipping back into some of my dysfunctional coping mechanisms specifically emotional eating <laughs> and I don't think it has a little bit to do with having a lot on my plate <laughs> so to speak but yeah you know if I when I'm tired or stretched too thin it seems easier to like grab things snacks and stuff when I'm not really hungry and I'm that's what I'm working on that's your challenge and that's my challenge and for the triumph it's gonna be for both of us I know you can have your own triumph but we, like you said, you know, I said, well, episode 11, we are recording episode 11 and I looked up the statistics about the millions of podcasts that are created every year. 90% do not go past episode three. What? So already yay for us. <laughs> so of the 1.8 million estimated quit just after three episodes and out of the 200,000 or so that podcasts that are left 90% of those will quit after 20 episodes so we're on the road to being better than 90% <laughs> awesome so, and uh, the number one reason why a podcast ends or fails or whatever you want to call it uh, is lack of consistency. So I think it's, we made a commitment that, okay, once we're doing it, we're doing it. We set a day and we also recorded ahead before we ever launched so that we could have flex weeks if we needed. And I think that's what we're doing. We're being consistent. We are being consistent. And that's, that's huge for two people that used to have depression. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so, anyway, what do you want to say is your challenge? Well, my challenge right now, well, there's been a lot of challenges this week, past week. Yesterday seemed like a very challenging day, for sure. I had 
I had a a procedure done on a on a toe that was desperately needing something and now I have like almost buyer's remorse over that. But I'm gonna give it some time. We'll see what happens there. But the, my biggest challenge is that our oldest son has moved back in with us. This is just temporary. There were some factors that played into why he he's back here, but it's just a temporary situation. While I love it because it means I get to see him more often, I know that for me, for him, and our household in general, it's it's an adjustment. We're all adjusting to this because if you saw our house right now, it would look like a bomb went off on it because there were stuff that couldn't go in the storage facility, et cetera, et cetera. And so we have more stuff in our house as I've been trying to get stuff out. More stuff just came back in. <laughs> so it looks like the things I had been doing <laughs> didn't matter, but that's okay. Triumph. I guess my triumph is some things just going on in my therapy again, like just being able to recognize me and more. I, I feel like I've had a lot of stuff that cluttered up my view or my progress. I feel like it just got stunted. And I probably said that last week, but I feel the same this week. But my triumph is that my therapist is telling me I'm doing really good work. Yes. So that's my triumph. Maybe it has something to do with this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> but also your personal work. I know. Yes. Okay. So like... Charlene mentioned we're going to talk about boundaries and to get started I'm just going to read what a boundary is you probably already know but just in general a boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area so when we think about personal boundaries we're doing the limits and rules that we set for ourselves within relationships and a person with healthy boundaries is able to say no to others when they want to. And they're also comfortable with opening up themselves to intimacy mm. and close relationship. I and, like that. Yeah. Well, I, because without healthy boundaries, you're not going to want to be vulnerable with someone. Right. So I just wanted to read why it's important that we have healthy boundaries, why it's important to our mental health. When you set and maintain a healthy boundary, you're protecting yourself from being hurt, exploited, or drained emotionally, and it enables you to prioritize your own needs, protect your mental and emotional well-being. What was that part one more time? Protect yourself? Protect your mental and emotional well-being. Mm. Yeah, because who's going to do that for you? Right. It's up to us. That's right. I like that. We're responsible for what's going on in our heads. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So I know that you had a lot of stuff. I have a lot on of stuff. Boundaries. Yes, about boundaries. I did have a lot of stuff. One thing that I have, y'all know we've said this before, but we do love Brene Brown. And she had a quote that kind of just resonated with me. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. And that one just really struck me because I don't like to disappoint others or feel like people are disappointed well, we in me. we talked about both of us being people pleasers. Yes. We're supposed to be reformed people pleasers, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's easier said than done. Well, yes, because it keeps popping up. It's, it's, it's a habit that you have to kind of break. It's become a part of you. And in some ways it's, there's a time and a place for that, but not in everything because then you are lose yourself, you know? So I just wanted to say that one thing there. But yes, I did have some other things about boundaries and what they are and they aren't because I think there's a misconception about what a boundary actually looks like. So this little segment here is going to be on walls versus boundaries. I might have got ahead of myself, but I'm just going to roll with it. So walls versus boundaries. A wall keeps everyone out, but a boundary will keep unhealthy people away. So it it's, doesn't keep everyone out, just the unhealthy people. A wall is built upon fear, but a boundary is built upon courage because you have to have the courage to tell someone that you have a boundary or that something is not okay with you. A wall will lead you to isolation because you'll just wall yourself in. But a boundary keeps you safe in relationships. A sign of un uh, so another wall is a sign of unresolved past wounds. And a boundary is a sign of awareness and self-respect. So you have your past wounds, but you don't want to build up a wall. You may want to be able to move into having more awareness and self-respect so that if there is opportunity for a wound to happen, you're more able to kind of avoid it or recognize it. And then... A wall makes you a victim of your past, but a boundary will deepen healthy relationships that you'll be able to not be the victim because you've set your boundary. So you get not in that mental state where, oh, why does all this always have to happen to me? Why do I find myself in this situation again type of place? So, do you want me to talk? I was just going to let you have the floor. (laughs) All right. Okay, I'll keep the floor. Because you had all that stuff. I do have a lot of stuff. So, you know, here's another thing is 
We're talking about boundaries today because everybody struggles with boundaries, I think. And as people, we go about them sometimes the wrong way, which is why I did say what I said about walls versus boundaries. But I also, for me personally, as a person, boundaries are a big hangup for me because I don't like to feel like I've hurt somebody or that someone's going to be upset with me or that someone's disappointed in me. So I printed off myself 10 signs that you might be lacking personal boundaries. One is that you fail to speak up when you're mistreated. Just kind of let it go. You give away too much of your time. You agree when you actually feel like disagreeing. You feel guilty for dedicating time to yourself. You feel taken for granted by others. You have toxic relationships. You have chronic fear about what others think of you. You overshare details about your life with others. You constantly feel like the victim. And you attract people who try to control or dominate or manipulate you. So, did any of those stick out to you? Like, in the past... Definitely, I probably struggled with these things. Now I think I'm pretty comfortable because I've said before, I don't care anymore what someone thinks about me. So I told you before we started recording, probably the only place I might kind of gray this in is with my children because... It was my job since they were born to protect them and not to the point of sheltering them from reality, but I never wanted to purposely hurt their feelings. And I think now I will kind of push anything I have going on if one of my kids needs me. And I don't, for me, I don't feel like it's a problem because my kids, maybe, oh, let me back up. Maybe it would be different if I had demanding, unreasonable children. And I'm not on here just to say my children are perfect because that's not true. No one's children are perfect. But I don't have children like that. So no one's really asking anything unreasonable and a lot of times if they need something, they do start the conversation with, are you busy? Were you doing something today? So that helps for me to be honest. Well, yes, I, but this is what I will do. I will say, yes, I have an appointment today if there's something concrete, but I would never say, oh, well, you know, I was going to sit down and write today for two hours. I'm just like, eh. They need something from me. I could write tonight before bed. And so I do push things like that aside. And that would probably be the only thing that's like meaningful to me. If I was like, oh, I was going to clean the house today. But 
you want me to visit with the grandkids? I don't know. Like, I was like, that's a good thing. I'll trade off. But uh, as far as like with my husband, I bet like when I was younger, I was more like, oh, I don't, I want him to be happy with me. Oh, you know, all that like stuff you go through in the beginning of early relationships. I'm fine with hurting his feelings. <laughs> like, I'm fine with him saying, no, I'm not going to do that. What are you talking about? So in, with, I've really scaled down friendships. So I don't have a lot of maybe friends I have to put some boundary with. Maybe some extended family. We could get into that eventually maybe yes. when I talk about my adoption stuff but I don't know like I feel pretty comfortable with this subject it's just a hard subject for me <laughs> it's a hard topic for me I because of my history I just never have learned how to develop healthy boundaries in relationships with people but I would have to say that as a mother, and I most, unless it's something that's important, like you said, something that's like, oh, no, I have an appointment. I've been waiting for it today, for day, weeks, you know, I have to go to it. I would also move heaven and earth to help my children with something if they needed me. And some people would say, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. Your children are, you know, old enough to be able to fend for themselves. But this is what I say to that. True. But it's not for somebody, anybody else to decide how I do my relationship with my children. And so that one is a firm one. I was like, it's like the, like the line. for That is one thing I know for sure that there is a line. That I'm going to be how I want to be with my children. And if people don't like it, well, they can take a hike. I think it would be interesting to talk to someone that has children that can be unreasonable. Yeah. And see the difference. I wonder if it's hard to say no. There might be someone that their child has an addiction problem. Right. That would get so complicated, I would think. Extremely or complicated. Or just, you know, some of y'all are raising really spoiled kids. I'm going to be honest. Like, maybe you just have a bratty kid and they're a bratty adult and you let them walk all over you. And if you're doing that, shame on you. Stop it. You're not helping them. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think it would be interesting to hear someone else's Point of take, view. Yeah. And that's why I put at the end of our episode descriptions, our email. I would love eventually if some of our audience would send us emails <laughs> or, you know, just say in the question box or whatever, or give us some, some thoughts, some ideas, some different perspectives. Yes. I mean, it, there is a point in time where as your children get older they're more than capable of taking care of themselves. Um, but I'm a nurturer by and care 
giver type of personality by nature most of the time. And so where my children are concerned, there are lines that maybe I let get crossed, but right now it's working for us. So for me, I felt like I could identify with a lot of those things about a lack of personal boundaries. And it is something that I'm working on, but it's not an easy thing because when you couple in the episode about people pleasing, you would, that we kind of brought that out, that's kind of hard to get that, a balance there. If that's your like go-to, oh, people please tendency, then setting a boundary can be really challenging. So boundaries is like my kryptonite, you know, I don't know, like I, when I have to say no, or I have to feel like I'm letting somebody down, or when I feel like, oh, well, so-and-so said this to me, at first I just take it, and then what happens when I don't have a healthy boundary, I end up getting angry about it and getting like resentful and bitter about it because I didn't have a healthy boundary with someone and said right then, hey, do you want to say that again? Because um, that's not sitting too well with me. But instead I take it, but then I get upset about it later when I go back and say, why did you not say something? Why didn't you stand up for yourself? What is your problem? These are things I do to myself. So I'm saying... This topic has goes really deep for me. It's very deep rooted. So, and yours is more on a personal level, but I've witnessed this with my husband. I'm going to call him out on this. Uh, he thrives on being a good boss, and everywhere he's ever worked, he hears I'm a good boss. <laughs> he's a good boss. It's very hard for him to set boundaries that are work-related and I and he comes home and then I hear resentment anger frustration coming out from him and I keep saying did you set that boundary I'm always saying that Mm -hmm. you know if you said I don't take work emails or work texts or whatever after like do a cutoff do a firm cutoff or whatever or set a standard for excuses or whatever he he gets but I don't know I I I think it's harder maybe for him because that's professional life he doesn't struggle personally like he does professionally with setting the boundaries and I've witnessed him pop out of bed either super early when he wasn't supposed to be up yet or really late at night or whatever because of these demands because he has you know technically people that are underneath him in the hierarchy of it and all that so it's hard to break that habit i feel like he's he's in a newish job now he's gotten a little bit better but definitely 
when we're talking about boundaries, there's different locations, kind of different hats people wear. That's right. That they would maybe be applying the boundary rule differently. Yes, and the and the other thing I have to remember is that just because somebody says something to me doesn't mean it's true. Doesn't mean I have to receive it. And then it always brings me back to my dad. He had all these weird isms, you know, like I've said this before. Well, you just got to put your duck feathers on and let it roll off your back and not let it affect you. But I'm like, why should I have to do that? Shouldn't the other people at person actually recognize that it was inappropriate or wrong? And then there's my expectations popping up. Right. And I didn't want to call your parents out. Come well, on. I've witnessed you. I have witnessed you with ups and downs about setting boundaries, especially with your mother because she's local. And I know that you're, you're attempting to set more. Yes. But I've seen you struggle with that because I don't think she gets the concept of it. And, and that can happen to people as they age. And also if they're alone, I mean, if you're all sitting alone in a place, I'm sure you think about stuff more, but yes, they, they can think of stuff more, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it warrants a phone call or every day or right. multiple times a or day. Or certain emergencies that are really not emergencies. Yes. Um, so yeah, and I, I get it, get that because if, if she ha she does have needs or that are related to her health or whatever. So you're being attentive. There's one thing about being attentive and compassionate and kind. And there's another side that's like, am I getting used or manipulated? And I'm not even talking about just you and your relationship with your mom. I'm just saying like, yeah. Sometimes we have to step back from situations and evaluate them. Like, what's happening here? Yes. I, I can attest. There are so many times I've interacted with people in my life, people still in my life, that I walk away going, what in the hell just happened there? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I leave confused. And then I'm like, really, like, what just happened? And is there something wrong with me? Like, I question myself, are you not smart enough to recognize what was happening right there? But I think it is that I kind of do recognize it, but I don't know how to address it. So then I just don't do anything. And then I walk away going, recounting what happened. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then going back to confront something is all very challenging. So if I have boundaries in my relationships, I feel like I could be avoiding a lot of this. I, I think it's definitely more productive to make, to allow a confrontation to happen in the moment instead mm -hmm. of waiting. Because like you said, when you wait, you probably 
maybe even blown some of it out of proportion. Right. And it would have been an easier fix. But you were like, oh, I just didn't say anything. And sometimes people surprise you. And you're like, I need to say something really good, but I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> right. So, and then some of it, honestly, is fine letting it go, I think. I don't know if that's part of boundaries, but to me, like, don't even give them the, the energy or whatever. Just be done with that. Right. But for, for me, personally... I know that if I get to kind of that point, I'm already building the wall. And you're kind of shutting down? Mm-hmm. I'm already building a wall because I my, my little, what do I want to call it? There's like a little alarm that goes off that says, danger, 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 danger. And so then, then a wall starts going up because mm-hmm. then I feel like, okay, well, I'm just going to protect myself from you now. I'm going to be on guard. Well, if you don't mind me sharing this mm-hmm. now, I think it's a good time to Perfect. segue into this. When I think of boundaries, I was always thinking about like, kind of like the guidelines that you set. And we try to do healthy boundaries. But this was, I found this on the internet and I apologize because it doesn't even tell me what it's from. <laughs> but they made this really cool flow chart. And there's something called rigid boundaries. And it relates to the walls you've been talking about. So a person with rigid boundaries begin to avoid intimacy and close relationships. They're unlikely to ask anyone else for help. They have very few close relationships. They get extra protective of their personal information and they can seem detached even with a romantic partner and they often will keep a distance to avoid all possibilities of rejection and i told you when i read all this it just reminded me of someone that might even become a hermit Mm -hmm. they get they say they have all these boundaries but like you said they're really walls to anything and they build them around themselves and just got cutting yourself off. So this is a form of boundaries. And I would say it's a toxic boundary and it's a dysfunctional coping mechanism. Yeah. And then you've got the other side of the spectrum are called porous boundaries. So when you think of porous, it's just letting everything through. They overshare. You brought that up. Overshare everything. They have difficulty saying no to anyone. They are over-involved in other people's lives. Oh, I've seen people that do that. So anyway. Yeah. They are very dependent on the opinions of others. They will accept abuse and disrespect. And they fear rejection for not complying with requests. So that is considered having porous boundaries. Well, ooh. And what is a healthy boundary would be that you value your own opinions. You don't compromise your values and you share personal information in an appropriate way. You don't over or or under share and you know what your personal wants and needs are and you communicate them well 
and accepting when others say no. So you accept someone else's boundary is a mm -hmm. form of healthy boundaries. I just love that whole chart. I do. What would it say Great. about a person that identifies with all three of those categories? <laughs> so you can see yourself in every mm -hmm. category. Well, I, yeah. Well, it's a work in progress. So, mm -hmm. so yes, I would say, hmm. that's what I say about that. <laughs> so whatever else you have, and then I just have the wrap up. You have the wrap up. Yeah, just a few other things that for having a healthy boundary is that it's okay to say no when you don't want to do something or you just, you can't. I have been guilty of twisting myself into a pretzel to accommodate somebody else at the expense of myself. You have the right to leave a harmful situation. And when you have a healthy boundary, you allow yourself to feel or think differently than others, like actually have an opinion about something. You don't try to change yourself to be able to accommodate other people. So those were just a couple more that I wanted to add. And actually having healthy boundaries is a form of self-care because it's you taking care of yourself. That's that I said at the beginning from Brene Brown. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves even when we risk disappointing others. So for me, hearing or that it's a form of self-care and setting a boundary was like a, like an eye-opener for me. It's like, and even more so, it's about self-love. Yes. Loving yourself enough to telling others like this is what I need from you that's right it's kind of like setting the boundaries is kind of like the way that you tell others how to love you yeah yes I t I wish I would have known some of these things when I was younger but when you set a boundary there's gentle ways to state them and I just had this list on here that you could say because we're always like what can we give at the end that's kind of solutions mm -hmm. to reversing some of our not so healthy behaviors from the past so I was going to read off a few I'm not comfortable with this I can't do that for you this is not acceptable please don't do that this doesn't work for me I'm drawing the line at blank, whatever it is for you. Not at this time. I've decided not to, and I don't want to do that. That's a really good one. <laughs> that, that one's hard to say, but all these are still considered gentle statements. They're not rude. I mean, you could make them rude, I guess, if you were screaming them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so... That's what to say and what to do when you're establishing a boundary with another person is use confident body language, make eye contact with them and use a steady tone. 
plan ahead. Make your plan if you know there's going to be something difficult that you're going to have to talk about. And be respectful. Don't yell. Use put downs or use a silent treatment. That was probably a big one for me. When I did, I, I pouted. I was a powder. So <laughs> it's okay to be firm in your message. But you will be received better if you're being respectful. And also, when appropriate, sometimes you you just need to state your boundaries and then they kind of state their expectations and you form a compromise that you're both happy with. Oh. So that was just that what I had to say. So finishing up, is there anything else you want to say about boundaries? Um, no. Just that with boundaries, having healthy boundaries helps stabilize your emotional and mental health. Because when your boundaries are violated over and over and over again, or you don't have any boundaries at all, then it, it will affect you emotionally, will pick up emotional baggage, will pick up things that could make us sad. And so this segment for me was just super like important to talk about because and how it can relate to us emotionally, mentally, even physically when we lack boundaries, healthy boundaries in our life with the people we interact with. Definitely. And I'm going to read this as we close. I'm going to leave you with these thoughts. It's not my job to heal others, to please others at my expense, to make it work if the effort isn't mutual, continuously compromise, tiptoe around you, anticipate your needs, change myself to your liking. It is my job to heal myself, to listen to my needs and my desires, Respect myself and my time. Be true, authentic self. Be my true, authentic self. Set healthy boundaries that protect my energy. Leave when I'm not being valued. Say no when it's not in alignment with my values. And be mindful with my yeses. And next week, you want to listen because we have a surprise. Something we're going to do a little different. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully something we discussed resonated with you. We encourage you to challenge your thoughts and feelings as you move through this week in an effort to prevent unnecessary spilling. Join us again next Tuesday for another Spilt episode with Charlene and Tanya.